We wait for you, Lord Jesus. See, this is what was taking place in the upper room, wasn't it? The last few Sunday evenings, we've been hearing about the Holy Spirit coming in the book of Acts, chapter 2. We've been hearing about what took place in the upper room. And we are in the upper room this evening. We're in the upper room. What took place in the upper room? Acts chapter 2, verse 22. Peter is speaking. After they had been filled with the Holy Spirit, they who had been following Jesus Christ, Peter says in Acts 2, 22, men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested by God to you by miracles, wonders, and signs, which God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves also know. The CEV version says, now listen to what I have to say about Jesus from Nazareth. God proved he sent Jesus to you by having him work miracles, wonders, and signs. All of this you know. God proved he sent Jesus Christ, King Jesus. We want to see, we want to see you. We want to see you, King Jesus. God proved he sent him by those works he did, miracles, wonders, and signs. So what happened in the upper room? Certainly, they were waiting. Are we waiting for Jesus tonight? Are we waiting for him to come? For him to move? For his power? For his grace? Are we waiting? Certainly they were waiting. In the book of Mark, chapter 16, verses 14 to 18, Mark 16, verses 14 to 18, Jesus had appeared to the 11 as they were eating. And onwards in verse 15, he says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. Some of you became believers tonight, whether you've confessed it to us or not. And the rest of us, we believe. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people and they will get well. So the signs, the supernatural, didn't just stay with Jesus Christ, did it? He died, he rose again, he left the earth, he went to sit at the right hand of his father. So those who believed would be able to move in the supernatural, shall I take my hand, Hell? In the supernatural, 
That's you and that's me. Those who believed would be able to move in the supernatural. That's you and that's me. Are you ready to move in the supernatural? Yes. Are you ready to move in the supernatural? Acts chapter 9, Peter. So Jesus has gone and Peter and the 120 are filled with the Spirit. Can they do the same thing? Can we do the same thing? Aeneas, who was paralyzed and had been bedridden for eight years, Peter said to him, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your mat. Immediately, Aeneas got up. And then in Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, or Dorcas in Greek. She was always doing good and helping the poor. About that time, she became sick and died. Can we raise the dead? Later in verses 40 and 41, turning toward the dead woman, Peter said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes and seeing Peter, she sat up. So from the upper room, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. They know that they've been filled by the one who left them but had worked miracles, wonders and signs supernaturally. And so it all began with instruction from Jesus, did it not? Luke 24, verse, verse 48. Luke 24, verse 48. You are witnesses of these things. I am going to send you what my Father has promised. But stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. So they were following his instructions by going to the upper room. They were waiting to be clothed with power from on high. They were devoted to united and continual prayer while they were waiting. Who knows how many days they gathered? Who knows how long they waited? Did they wait with faith or did they wait with doubt? Did they wait wandering minds or did they stay focused, devoted, united in prayer continually? waiting for a promise. Why did they wait? What was the purpose of it? When the Holy Spirit had come, they were changed. Before that, was Peter raising the dead? Was Peter causing the paralyzed to walk again? No. They were changed. I ask a question. Should that not be our daily experience? If we are spirit-filled, men and women of God, the supernatural should be natural to us, shouldn't it? It should be our norm. We should be naturally supernatural people, walking with the presence housed in us, just like Peter and the others. John 14, verse 12. Truly I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do, and greater works than these will he do, because I'm going to the Father. So should we expect greater works from supernatural men and women of God? Should we expect greater works? 1 Corinthians 2, verses 9 to 12. But as it is written... What 
No eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined. Are we living our life like that? No eye has seen, no ear has heard. The hearts of men haven't imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit. For the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. (laughs) For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So no one understands the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. So why do we behave like the world? When we're supernatural beings, I'm challenging myself. I need healing in my body. I thank God for doctors. But how quickly will I call my doctor and take hours waiting on the phone to try and get through to them before I pray? Before I ask the supernatural God to begin to work in me his healing by supernatural spirit because I'm a supernatural being. Now we have received not the spirit of the world but the spirit who is from God that we might understand things freely given us by God. We've been given gifts, the supernatural. God wants to use us. God wants to use us. God wants us to walk in the earth naturally, supernaturally. Meeting a man, meeting a woman on the street. Some of you in here have done it, actually. You're sitting on a tube, and the Holy Spirit says, speak to this person next to you. Isn't that right, Corinne? Supernatural. What would you know about that person? Supernatural doesn't have to be all... It doesn't. Supernatural is... Hi, excuse me, can I ask you a question? Is your heart broken and the person breaks down and you minister to them? Because by the Spirit of God, you know things. God wants to use us, not just to be receivers. We come to church Wednesday after Wednesday, Sunday after Sunday. We go to our discipleship groups and we want to receive something. But firstly, understand, because we're going to receive in a few seconds, I promise you. Firstly, understand the Spirit of God is given so that we can give. So that we can give life to others who, don't know, who, who do not know Jesus Christ. The Spirit of God is given so that we, like Jesus Christ, can demonstrate miracles, signs and wonders to the world that will point them to this incredible love of Jesus Christ so that they can see King Jesus. Isn't that right? So let's carry that with us, that we will be people who will seek the Lord. Earlier, and it seemed like the wrong way around, didn't it? We started off with a salvation call. And perhaps at the end of the service, some of you may come forward and say, I want to renew And recommit my life to Jesus Christ. Because I want to walk in the supernatural. And I know that takes a cleansing of my soul. There will be an opportunity for you to do that at the end. 
But now it is time to receive from the supernatural God. So please watch this video that's coming up now. And then I'll be back. Just hear this testimony. Amen. In the start of January 2023, um, I realized that my prayer life wasn't as it used to be anymore. Um, you know, I saw everyone around me being excited about the new year and um, praying and having their goals. And, you know, most people talking about going deeper with the Lord. Um, that wasn't exciting to me. And I was asking myself why. Um, you know, the Bible says that a hope deferred makes a heart sick and a longing, um, a longing given brings life to a tree if I should say that. So um, I still wasn't praying, but I was kind of like asking myself why, because in the past I prayed a lot, I fasted a lot and I saw nothing. I didn't know my heart was sick and that allowed me to carry burdens on myself that I did not realize they were there spiritually. Um, I always would have like this heaviness every morning I woke up. Sleep to me wasn't sleep of rest, sleep meant sleep of escape from my daily, um, just daily, it was just to escape. And um, one day I was at work, uh, this was the 11th of January. It was still the start of the year because I was thinking, is January gonna go before I'm able to even pray for the year or get you know, my relationship right with the Lord for the year? I know you don't have to wait till the new year to do this. However, that was my situation. Um, it was the 11th of January, I was working that day. I finished usually at 4.30 and the service on Wednesday started at seven. So I said to myself, am I gonna wait this long before I go to KT? And already feeling really down and heavy, I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna wait it out and go for the service. I came into the service and um, when they were talking, it was Claudette was leading the service and it was so impactful. Um, I sat there fighting within myself to leave the service actually at one point um, because I wanted to go home on time. It was very cold, but then I decided to stay. Um, she called everyone forward for prayers and um, Claudette was talking about the issues of the heart, I believe. And clearly in the past, I've been through a lot of things, especially emotional trauma. And I didn't realize how much that caused heaviness on me. Um, it made me feel a bit, uncomfort a bit uncomfortable, but thank God, uh, KT has made it such a safe space for us to come forward and be ministered to. And I took that opportunity. I went forward and Claudette stood on the platform and just reaching out her hands and praying for everyone. Um, I did not realize when she grabbed my hand and prayed for me, um, I did not fall down or anything, but I thought I'm not going to move from there. I stood there because the power of God was so present. After the service, I took my rucksack because I usually have my laptop in my bag um, when I go to work. And uh, I took it, I went home. And on my way home, I stopped off at the Tesco Express quickly to grab something. I, I got a, a bottle of water and I popped it in my rucksack. And as I walked up my street, I turned the corner to walk up my street. I was literally stopped in my tracks thinking I have left my backpack at the, at the shops, but it was on my back. And the reason that I stopped myself in my tracks was that I believe the Lord brought to me at that instant how light I have felt with the burden that I was carrying that I did not know spiritually was weighing me down and all and i said it was the 11th of january and all through the start of the year not being able to pray or you know sleep or do anything at that instant i felt this light 
I was so like, it almost felt like I was floating while I was walking. Immediately, I started to thank the Lord for that because I just was like, I've never experienced this before. My rucksack is on my back. I've got bottles of water in it. Um, you know, the one liter bottle and it usually will weigh me down with the weight of my iPad charger and everything, but it felt like I had nothing on. So I walked all the way home, praising God. I stood in my kitchen thinking, I'm going to tell God, but I said, no, no, no. I'm going to hold back this testimony and see how long this lasts. Because like I said in the beginning, you know, hope the third makes the heart sick. I didn't want it to be something that came and went. But then since then, that was on the 11th of January, the 12th of January, I picked up my journal again and I was able to sit down and have my prayer life restored with the Lord. Because the word says in, in Matthew that all those who are um, burdened and heavy laden come to me and I will give you rest. And that is what God did. And it was a supernatural encounter I had that day. Yeah. It's quite amazing, isn't it? That when you don't realize you're supernatural and you touch somebody's hand, you have no idea what God is doing. I didn't know God did anything that day. But he supernaturally gave her what she needed. And I want to minister into that spirit of heaviness in our lives tonight. That she felt like Christine since that day and her prayer life returned. Her joy returned. Her peace returned because of the supernatural move of God. Sometimes you can see a sickness on someone, can't you? And other times you can't see what is troubling a person. The meaning of the spirit of heaviness, hallelujah, Jesus. It can be um, called a burdened spirit. The word in Hebrew is kehe, K-E, H-E-H, -E and usually means faint, feeble, weak, like a lamp going out or eyes growing weak. In this context, it refers to one who is depressed and faint. How many of us, how many of you at home wake up, you're in the routine of life, you're trying, but somehow you just can't pick yourself up. Somehow, it doesn't matter what you do, you, you say, you pray and you feel a bit happy and then boom, there it is again. You can't identify, but there's heaviness on you because of situation, because of burdens, <laughs> because of things from yesterday that are still attached. Isaiah chapter 61, it says... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. We know that Jesus quoted this was it when he was at the age of 12 reading in the um, temple. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to those who are bound. Uh -huh. to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, 
to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The Amplified says, for a heavy, burdened, and failing spirit, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. A spirit of heaviness is going to leave some people here this evening, where you have never thought or known that that is what is stealing your joy. You there at home, you can receive. Some people, the result of that heaviness lifting will be salvation. Somebody else, the voices that they hear lying to them in their head will stop. Unresolved situations will suddenly become resolved. Worship team, please. A circumstance that seems impossible will turn around. A chronic illness, a chronic issue, a debt situation, a place to live. Somebody spoke to me this morning, nine months, seven months, eight months, looking for a job when they've qualified in the legal area, looking for a job. Heavy. When is it going to change? When is it going to change? I'm burdened down. Heavy. I'm longing for my healing. But the supernatural God put the supernatural inside of us. We can pray for ourselves, but we can also pray for each other. The worship team are going to come and they're going to sing a song called I Speak Jesus in a few seconds. I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. You see, we have to keep our eyes on the person of King Jesus because I know there is peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. I want to speak the name of Jesus till every dark addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak Jesus because your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire.